Support for this episode of NRAY was provided by the Nanny Tax Company. If you employ a nanny, babysitter, caregiver, or housekeeper in your home, you may be required to pay employment taxes. The Nanny Tax Company has expertise in handling the delicate tax requirements for household employers. The service is simple, accurate, and cost-effective so you can save time while staying compliant with the law. For more information, visit www.nannytaxprep.com or call 1-800-747-9826. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not represent IICLE. Thank you for listening to InRay, the podcast about all things law, big and small. I'm your host, Chris Noel. When I say HB 1471, I wonder what you think. Do you think, what the heck is that guy talking about? Or, if you're here in Illinois, you may be thinking, this guy's about to talk about the new Illinois trust code. And you're right, in a way. Uh, This is just delving into whenever something like that comes up, something big, something important. When something like that comes up, how does one go about finding out more information? Especially from a CLE provider's perspective, how do you acknowledge these huge pieces of legislation that get passed in a timely manner? I wanted to know. I wanted to know how you can react to something so quickly when the laws seem to change so constantly. How do you stay relevant? How do you stay ahead of the game? To find out more about the timeliness and creating programs that are relevant, I spoke with Director of Programs, Megan Moore. My name is Megan Moore. I'm the Director of Programs at the Illinois Institute for Continuing Legal Education, which is informally known as ICL. Welcome back. We've had her on here before, and I wanted to bring her back on again so we could talk a little bit more about the creation of programs, specifically when it comes to um, timeliness. So could you talk a little bit, kind of talked before, but about how a program is created Mm -hmm. and... um, just how we go about from start to the day of? Well, um, are you just in general or with programs where we have like a a change in the law, for example, that we need to address? More in general. Okay. Um, So in general, um, we put together a schedule um, about, you know, a tentative schedule about a year in advance. So we know there are certain programs that we're going to do every single year. They're annual events. And we know when those are approximately when those are going to be. Some of them are on very specific dates, like we do our our business valuation and divorce course on Martin Luther King holiday um, every year. Um, that's because it's a court holiday. Um, and then we have a few other programs where it's on a specific date. But mostly we know in January we're going to do this program, February we're going to do this because they're annual events. And then what we do is we take a look at um, you know some of the other programs we've done in the past that we may have been successful that we may want to repeat. And we always leave room in the schedule for um, things that are coming up and, and are going to be new and kind of we know we're going to need to add to the schedule. But the other thing that we do is we look at the evaluations. Um, we get feedback from volunteers, from staff, from attendees, and we use that to craft 
um, new programs. And a good example of that is a program that we're doing this year called Estate Planning for the 99%. And that actually came directly from a customer evaluation um, that um, I think was from the estate planning short course last year and specifically requesting estate planning programming that was focused on uh, estates where maybe the estate tax wasn't um, in play. So we put together a program on that and uh, we'll see how it goes. So regarding that is uh, why was it necessary to address something like that? Because I know sometimes comments are made like that, what was what made it prudent to do that? Well, um, our biggest program of the year, of course, is the estate planning short course. And we do that program in Chicago, and we also do it live in Champaign. It's one of the few programs that we do live in two different locations anymore. And so in the Champaign audience, um, especially, we tend to have lawyers who are working with a different clientele than maybe the bulk of the individuals that attend the Chicago program. But we also have folks that attend the Chicago program that are dealing with a clientele that is similar to um, the Champaign attendees. But one of the things we consistently hear from our Champaign group is that they would like to see more education on the clients that they traditionally serve. And so um, that is kind of the genesis of that idea. Yeah. So we've kind of talked about the how it's built and how its lifespan really is mm-hmm. for a program. What about when we have big legislative changes, kind of like what's coming up with the sure. you know trust code, Illinois trust code, and um, things like that? What, what how does that um, come into play when it comes? Well, to Well, it's interesting because um, there are a variety of things that can sort of cause us to want to produce a program on maybe a tighter time frame than. Mm-hmm. Uh, we normally would. And I was thinking uh, in, pr- in preparing for this interview, I was thinking about the a few years ago, um, they came out with a new iPad in September. It was a it was an update, it was a pretty significant update to the iPad. And we um, were planning to do some programming on technology and for lawyers. And so we had an iPad for lawyers program and we timed it specifically with the launch of the new iPad. So I think part of the example, I think, is interesting because it's not just about watching um, the legislative changes, but just kind of what's happening that impacts lawyers. Mm-hmm. So uh, all of our staff are always looking for, um, you know, kind of doing research on things that are happening in the mm-hmm. practice. We hear from attorneys um, who are our patrons. We also work very closely with our volunteers to stay on top of things. So we're kind of always watching. And, and the other thing with legislative changes is, you know, typically those those types of changes are happening over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And because we have a fantastic network of volunteers, many of whom are intricately involved in making those legislative changes and working on committees either through the bar associations or um, specifically just, you know, through committees that are um, established through government. Um, You know, we have access to people who are part of that process. And so we can work directly with them to get the timing right and be prepared on the front end to be ready to address the changes and the significance of those changes in a timely fashion, instead of being behind it and addressing it after after the fact. So we we knew that the trust code um, was that there was a bill that the governor was that had passed that the governor was likely to sign it, and we were in communication with our faculty group uh, to get things running and and 
hit the ground running with that program as soon as possible um, once that once that bill was signed. So part of it is just doing that research and that legwork and maintaining communication all the time so that we have our finger on the pulse of what's happening. Yeah. And why does why why do you think that is as as opposed to doing just kind of we've done this every year, let's do it again. Why why is it so important to make sure your finger is on that pulse? Well, because the law is always changing. Yeah. You know, the law is a living thing. It's evolving all the time. That's the society that we live in. That's that's how this works. And so, you know, we can't just present estate planning and then the exact same agenda every single year um, because it changes. And, and that's why lawyers have to get continuing legal education. That's why lawyers have sought continuing legal education even before it was a requirement. Because in order to be a successful um, attorney, you really do have to stay up on what's happening in the law because it is changing all the time. And whether it's a, a, a decision um, through the courts or it's a legislative action, those things impact practice directly. The, the new uh, trust code legislation makes significant changes that are going to impact the way that um, trustees and individuals creating trusts are going to have to conduct themselves and the decisions they're going to have to make. And it's our duty, it's part of our mission to respond to that and make sure that the attorneys of Illinois have good quality education right off the bat about what those changes are. As we talk about this, I kind of wonder about the attendee. Um, so for something like uh, the estate planning short course versus uh, something new like the trust code, Illinois trust code piece, what do you, is there, are, are there different things you hope that the attendee gets out of the course or are they relatively the same for you? Well, certainly when we have a program that's focused on changes, mm -hmm. I certainly hope that the attendee gets out of the program and our goal is to provide them with a framework of knowledge so that they can go forward in their practice and feel confident or more confident about how to um, incorporate those changes into their practice. And in a sense, that's what we want from all of our programs is for folks to walk away with something new that they've learned that they can put into practice right away. And so we really do focus, as, as you know, um, on the practical side of the practice. So it's not just the knowledge, but how it's put into practice, how this is going to be practically done. Um, and so I think that is the focus across the board. But certainly with a, a significant change, we are focusing on how that change impacts practice. Uh, but that's something that is... Um, in a sense, almost, you know, across the board, all of our programs, we want to make sure that you're learning something and that the things that you're learning are easily applied to the work that you do. I think one of the things that sets ICL apart from a lot of other organizations is that we do have a professional staff here that is dedicated exclusively to the production of high quality continuing legal education and publications and related resources. And we don't have any other goal or mission. And so I think that's what makes our program stand out. And I think that's what allows us the ability to be responsive to changes because that's, that's our job, that's what we do. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Megan. I appreciate you coming in and talking with me about this. Absolutely. Anytime. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to find out more about IICLE, its programs, or publications, please visit IICLE.com. <laughs>